Hello, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's session on keeping mindful during the pandemic. My name is Matomi, and I am a DSCOOP Community Manager for Asia Pacific and Japan. So today we have with us Dr. Wilona, who is a practicing psychiatrist, who currently works as a consultant at the Institute for Psychological Health, Tane and Prafuta Counseling Center, Andri. So Dr. Wilona is very experienced with a variety of adult psychiatric concerns, like depression, anxiety, sleep disturbances, personality disorders, substance and behavioral uh, addictions, as well as other stress-linked conditions. So before we begin, I'd just like to inform everyone that you'll be put on mute uh, throughout the session. If you would like to send a message to us, have a chat with us, make use of the chat button at the bottom of the screen. And if you have questions for Dr. Wilona, please use the Q&A box. So Dr. Wilona will try to address as many questions as possible during today's session. However, if we are not able to answer your question, not to worry, um, they will be delivered to you after the session in the form of an article on thisgroup.com. So um, do send us uh, any additional questions even after the webinar to myself at myoung at thisgroup.org or hello at thisgroup.org. So um, allow me to welcome Dr. Wilona. So please, Dr. Wilona. Hi, Motomi. Thank you so much. <laughs> hello, guys. And um, welcome to today's webinar. Uh, we're all in the midst of this uh, absolutely crazy time right now, something that none of us at all expected to witness during our lifetimes. And um, in the middle of this coronavirus disease pandemic, each of us is now um, struggling with a number of issues. Uh, pertaining to the lockdown, pertaining to stress, pertaining to concerns related to our mental health. And today we're going to spend the next 30 minutes discussing and then maybe a few Q&As on what we can all do to keep sane during this pandemic. Uh, my name is Dr. Vilona Briganza and I am a psychiatrist. I uh, practice in Mumbai. And um, I'm going to talk to you today about a few simple uh, techniques that you can use to cope with the stress during this pandemic. What we're also going to do at the end of the webinar is, um, you know, share it as an article. And with the article, I'll be sharing two infographics that would help you understand uh, in brief whatever we discussed today. And uh, you could use that to share it among your uh, contacts. So let's begin. While uh, the entire world is reeling with the COVID-19 that started in Wuhan, China, and now has spread across all the continents, we are looking at not only a global health and medical emergency, we are also looking at a global mental health crisis. What very few of us realize is like every single a uh, major crisis that the world has seen, whether it was the world wars, whether it was um, any of the natural disasters like the tsunamis or the earthquakes that have hit us. Each crisis that we go through impacts our mental health, impacts the way we look at and process things in our surroundings. And it results in a number of mental health related issues. We see them as anxiety and depression in the clinic. We see them as PTSD months, maybe even years after the incident has occurred. But we are in the midst of it right now. And we really need to understand what we can do as, um, as people, as human beings, as friends, family members, as uh, businessmen as employees to support ourselves and support uh, the ones we love around us to get through this crisis. So why, why do I feel that uh, we are going through a crisis right now? Before we begin and get into that, I'd like to just run a poll to understand uh, where we have our participants from today. So Motomi, could you just help us out with the first poll to which country or region you are from? So we're looking at about 63% of attendees from 
Asia with uh, about 14% from India and uh, around less than 5% from the other countries. All right. So why do I say that this is a global mental health crisis? Given the current situation, given the lockdown state that we've been in, uh, we could be experiencing periods of loneliness and grief. Uh, each one of us as humans are absolutely social creatures. We like going out. We like hanging out with friends. We like meeting people. We have uh, birthday parties and we celebrate things with our family and we can't do any of that right now. So a lot of us are going through uh, periods of loneliness. When I say loneliness, I don't mean that, you know, we would be sitting alone and spending time alone most of the time. Uh, what I mean is we might be within the four walls of the house and still feel alone. We might feel grief about the fact that we're separated from loved ones. Um, I... Here, I'd like to share a case that was uh, brought to me a few days ago at the clinic. And uh, it was uh, one of my, uh, it was one of my uh, patients who had come in with the concern that uh, her husband was stuck alone in Italy while she and the rest of her family were here. And with the lockdown, with Italy being under lockdown, they're not able to travel. He's not able to come back. The Indian government is doing their best, but they can't really get people back from there. And uh, it, it, was, um, it was an extremely, extremely anxious wife that came to me that said that, I know I have to wait, but I just can't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what would, what would be going through his mind. I don't know how he must be managing. And I'm just, I'm just stuck here. And I feel so helpless and so lonely. And I wish I could reach out and help him. So some of us could be going through periods of loneliness, periods of grief, where, um, you know, we're still going through phases like denial, where we are like, okay, it's going to end soon. Uh, this is all rubbish and this is not going to sort out the problem. We could be going through anger where we're like, what is the government doing? What is happening? Why aren't the cases reducing? We could be going with some amount of bargaining, like uh, I really need to go out. So I would do this if I could get to go out or I really need to run my business. So if, you know, I get permissions, I could do this and some sort of stage of grief that would uh, help us cope with the current, with the current uh, pandemic. We're also looking at an absolute lack of our usual favorite distractions, right? I mean, uh, I, I, love going for holidays. This is the first time that it's been three months and I haven't um, gone out of the house uh, for a vacation. I, I go on vacations almost um, once in two months. And although they're short, brief getaways, they're really, really rejuvenating. And they get me back to uh, practicing in the space that I do, which is extremely stressful. And um, I, I don't have that as a option right now however much I may wish it however much I look at uh, you know past pictures of my holidays and the treks that I went to and the parties that I hung out with my friends at I can't do it it was my mother-in-law's birthday the other week and uh, we did a family zoom call so that we could uh, you know get together over a meal and wish her but it was nothing like the real thing right it was absolutely not um, the kind of interaction that you have when you go over to your family's place and you hug them and you wish them. And this time Easter was absolutely quiet. We had a very, very quiet Easter this time. And um, even for those of us who love exercising, yes, we can do a number of exercises within the comfort of our homes. But there is, there is something about, you know, going to the gym and uh, taking your bottle and, you know, joining the others and getting on your treadmill and then looking at the person next to you and seeing how much they have done and, you know, and pushing yourself to do it better. So uh, we're all experiencing a definite lack of our usual distractions. We're seeing a lot of work stress. So I've had calls from patients who tell me that I am on call 24-7 because 
I can be reachable now because I am at home and my emails are on and my phone is on, so people can contact me. I have uh, spoken to businessmen who have reported that there is there is uh, such a slowdown in the business that uh, even if I get a call at eleven. i feel like i have to answer it because if i don't that might just go to somebody else and although that was not my usual practice and i wouldn't answer calls at so so late in the night i i just have to right now so i i'm seeing an increase in the work stress i'm also seeing in the uh, an increase in the quantum of work because um there is you know you have to manage the house you have to manage the kids if you have at home you have to manage all your employees you have to manage everything that you do on a regular day without the help that you get i would uh, i i usually have a cook who comes in to cook food and uh, she's also in lockdown so she hasn't been able to come in but uh, so i have to manage the cooking all by myself while at the same time making sure that my family is taken care of and i am able to focus on um, attending patient calls responding to emails as well as taking webinars like these so that pa- patients are uh, reached out to and their help and i'm sure each one of you is uh, actually really multitasking through this and we're we're learning that we can do it you know it's it's a completely new experience for all of us we're also seeing an increase in financial stress because we may not be earning or we not may, may not be generating as much income as we used to a couple of months ago but the taxes still have to be paid and the bills still have to be paid and the rent has to be paid and there are expenses i mean we may be sitting at home but we still have to eat we still have to make sure that people who work for us have food on their table we still have to make sure that people who are dependent on us are able to be cared for and are at least uh, looked after in terms of their basic necessities as a psychiatrist one of my um, areas of focus is um, interpersonal relationships whether it's between spouses whether it's between a parent and a child whether it's between partners or whether it's between uh, the family as a unit and uh, unfortunately i am seeing a lot of cases of increased interpersonal stress um there are so many people reporting of um increased aggression increased anger irritability at home uh there are reports of people um saying that you know usually they wouldn't be so abusive but now they tend to get more abusive the fights between partners have increased in fact news articles about people and couples reaching out for divorce has increased dramatically uh we're also seeing a definite change in the family dynamics because uh the family has to now spend a lot of time together and if that time is really not planned out or not um structured in an organized or in a constructive manner uh it can lead to a lot of distress and a lot of discord between family members and if there was already existing discord if there was domestic violence if there was anger aggression abuse that was already happening in the home it has really increased now because unfortunately both the victim and the perpetrator don't seem to have any escape this is interesting so um a number of uh, patients especially the ones that i'm doing online sessions with are uh, reaching out and telling me that dr velona i am not able to get space in my house to talk to you you know when i come to your clinic i'm sitting within four walls with you and me with you focused on me and you're able to listen to me for that space of you know 40 minutes an hour and i am absolutely not able to do that at home i'm scared that people may be eavesdropping on me many of my issues are related to family members and i am not able to hide and you know talk to you i'm i'm really struggling for just that little bit of space where i can just be me and share with you what is going for going on for me so that you know we can work through this together and that seems to be a challenge for quite a few of my patients right now um i i think this could mean that um uh, for us in india especially where space is a huge crunch it it 
it really it really means that we need to revise and review our concept of space in fact the other day when i went down to the grocery store to refill some of the groceries i realized that we really don't have a concept of space i mean people were just you know were finding it absolutely difficult to maintain the one feet two feet distancing norms even in a grocery store where they understand that you know it is necessary for people to reach out and get stuff even then it was really difficult for people to maintain the distancing so i i understand that in india it especially and maybe the other asian countries as well distancing might be a difficult thing for a lot of people to achieve so here i'm going to take a few moments and run uh the rest of the poll motomi can you just help us out with the rest of the poll so that you know uh, we've been talking about the concerns that people may have been facing and i want to understand what everybody uh who is going through the lockdown might be experiencing so we're going to look at uh the first question and motomi let's run the rest of the questions as well at this time yeah So once this is done, then you know we'll yeah. move on to the next one. Sure. So we've got a majority that's been in lockdown for more than five weeks. Forty-seven percent have been in lockdown for more than five weeks, and uh, about forty percent from three to five weeks, and about thirteen percent that have been in lockdown for less than three weeks. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> So, what is the first thing that people would do after the lockdown ends and all restrictions are lifted? Everybody wants to go back to work. Amazing! So, I um, I totally get that because I miss my work day. I miss my day of you know sitting at the clinic and seeing um, a variety of patients walking in, and I'm sure each one of you is missing that too. So, a world of an overwhelming 52% have voted for going back to work. not unexpected because majority of our population is uh, has been in lockdown for more than 5 weeks so if you look at social media sites over the last few weeks um especially instagram a lot of people initially were really excited about the break that they got and now the boredom and the wanting to go back to work is creeping in let's look at the sleep uh, data so in terms of sleep we have almost about more than 70% people sleeping later than they used to and uh, about 27% people who are still managing to sleep at the same time so this is interesting this is interesting because um, i i know that the, the ones that have uh, posted more than uh, you know their usual sleeping time i'm sure you've checked the uh all the episodes of money heist on netflix and all of the other series that uh people are binge watching right now and i'm i'm sure that's one of the reasons why that sleep is delayed but but let's come to that in um, strategies to cope okay all right thank you motomi you're welcome yeah. okay so um what what is my biggest anxiety So uh, this was a poll that was conducted in America, and uh, you, as you can see, a majority of the people uh, are reporting that their biggest worry during COVID nineteen is that a family member or a loved one would develop a severe illness and would succumb to it. Uh, impact on personal financial situation is a close second. Uh, chances of spreading the virus developing severe illness themselves and having to go work to work while sick have been some of the biggest worries that uh, this poll in america responded to but uh, this is also the data that i'm getting from my clients so here i'd like to share two stories one is of a patient that um, lived lives in mumbai and traveled to one of our rural areas in india uh, before the lockdown started and she was stuck in the rural area while the lockdown happened now uh, i had a call with her uh, an online consult with her where she spoke to me about how she is terrified that you know she will catch the illness she is 
not going to get the necessary medical help because she is in a rural area that is still struggling with the basic medical facilities and that she would definitely succumb to the illness and it was after we spoke for about a uh, 40 minute session and uh, where i ran her through the concerns that she was um, experiencing that she actually was able to evaluate that her anxiety was her most extreme worry that she was um sort of correlating as the most likely outcome so it was easier for her to look at it after our discussion as this is my worst expected outcome and this is not likely to be the most likely outcome and i really need to understand that there is a difference between the two so uh, that was one of the things that um that this was one patient but i'm i'm seeing a lot of patients with this concern another interesting case that i saw just yesterday was that of a 17 year old this was a child who was um, uh, who had come to me who was preparing for her uh a post 12th standard board exam uh entrance examination so they appear for entrance examinations for the engineering and medical uh, colleges and uh this child uh was actually because she was preparing for the exams was stuck at home from january and then since the lockdown has been home and now the exams have been postponed indefinitely so she came to me in a state of frustration that i don't want to study anymore i'm just tired i just don't want to study anymore i don't know when my exams are going to be and i just don't want to study anymore so uh these are the concerns that i'm seeing in the clinic uh yes there are patients with anxiety with depression who are suffering an exacerbation of their symptoms but these are the concerns that i'm seeing right now on a day to day basis so what is it that we can do we know what's worrying we know what uh what is troubling us we know that there are a lot of factors that are beyond our control so what can we do so let's talk about how we can take control in this situation the situation is not uh an easy situation it's an absolutely unexpected situation but even then there are things that we can do to take control so i'm going to talk about four strategies that we're going to use to take control in this situation okay uh the first strategy that you have to remember is preparedness okay you need to be prepared and not scared and for that it is absolutely important that you focus on valid fact based scientific grounding there is so much information that is being spread on the internet that is being spread on the news channels and you need to absolutely choose which information is the authentic information that you are going to follow it's a little difficult right now given how media has exploded all over the world but uh, there are safe sites that we could definitely look at that would help us in understanding and uh, absolutely uh, you know checking on scientific data so um, i do my best not to share information that is not verified i also do my best to authenticate and check information that is being shared so one of the ways that i ground myself in facts is by checking with my um group of uh, friends who are working in the government of india as well as working on the ground in hospitals across the country and they help me understand the situation in a more realistic and in a more fact based manner so i understand that not all of you would have access to such groups but there are definitely websites like for example at the beginning i would look at the who website as something that uh, would give me absolute information that was honest and fact based on anything to do with the uh, covid-19 virus the second thing that you need to do is take stock of the situation so whether it is related to your health whether it is related to your money whether it is related to your family uh, provisions whether it is related to work all of that take stock uh, in india especially among um, the older psychiatrists it was a challenge to get online because a lot of us was struggling with the you know zoom and with the video calling and with prescriptions online and there were no uh, absolutely no guidelines in place but thankfully the uh, government stepped up and uh, you know put up telemedicine guidelines so that we could 
start helping out patients who reached out to us online uh, so take stock of the situation see what is happening around and probably keep uh, an open mind to ideas that are new because we'll have to see what is the best possible situation in this scenario another thing that you need to do is look at acting now so think about what you can do in the here and now to help with the situation uh you need to make sure that you're able to focus on things that you can do right now and uh, start acting on them at least put plans in place so that you can um help your employees you can help people reaching out to you you can help your family to uh get on board with uh, whatever changes need to be made given the current situation and you need to you know prepare with the worst in mind now what i mean by the worst in mind is not uh look at the worst as the most certain outcome but to keep it in mind as a definite possibility and prepare with that in mind so that you are um, sort of aware and you are ready uh, to take control if the situation gets worse okay so this this can be your second mantra that's uh, keep calm and think rational so everybody is telling us that you know you need to stay calm you need to keep quiet you need to calm down you need to relax and i find it very difficult because at times i am a very very restless person and uh, think calm is not really my uh, you know my my biggest attributes but um, it is important to understand that being calm does not mean just blindly telling yourself that you need to stay calm it means rationally pulling yourself to a state of mind where you are able to evaluate the threats and the benefits that you have inside and then rationally think through the options so one of the infographics that i'm going to share has options and has examples of uh, what i mean by staying calm but i'm going to share an example here so uh, suppose your uh, your biggest worry is that you're going to catch the covid 19 and uh, you develop a cough and a cold and you start you know noticing that your temperature is beginning to rise now the first thing that comes in your mind is am i a patient am i going to be uh, tested positive and even before you've been tested positive your brain has started thinking of the number of possibilities that are going to happen the uh, government hospital that you're going to be quarantined in what's going to happen whether you're going to get medication whether you're going to experience side effects of the chloroquine or what's going to happen to you and your mind completely spirals out of control but what you need to understand here is you need to take stock of the situation so you need to tell yourself that i have got a cough and a cold our country can or you know people in our population develop coughs and colds very frequently i need to get it tested and i need to understand whether this is covid 19 before i start panicking so i go reach out to a healthcare provider that is able to do the test for me and wait for the results and i know this is difficult but it is actually something that requires a lot of practice so something that requires you to keep repeating it to yourself that this is where i'm at right now this is the data that i have let me not hypothesize and let me not catastrophize and let me not think of the most terrible outcome but let me think of it in the here and now as what is happening to me right now and even if the test does come positive you need to ground yourself and tell yourself that across the world data says that 80 to 85% of the patients have a mild respiratory illness so it is quite possible that i might just suffer mild flu like symptoms and get through this illness with that so staying calm rationally means grounding yourself with rational thinking it is absolutely important to be sensible rational practical during this time and not jump to the most terrible conclusions okay um it is important for you to reach out not only for yourself but also for family for friends uh people who are living alone animals that have been abandoned strays on the street it is absolutely important that you reach out and see how you can help with you taking care about yourself and making sure that you are uh 
protected, you need to reach out. So for me as a doctor, reaching out means being available to patients. So while uh, one of the NGOs that I work at is running um, an emergency OPD, I go in uh, twice a week for about three hours every day uh, to attend to patient calls as well as uh, patients who reach out uh, and come to the clinic in an emergency. And we are seeing a lot of patients who are struggling with uh, sleep issues. We are seeing patients who are struggling with uh, withdrawal symptoms because they have no access to um, substances that they were using, whether it was alcohol or tobacco or weed. And uh, we are also seeing a lot of patients who are coming with anxiety and panic symptoms related to the illness. And uh, in your own way, you need to be there to reach out to people who might depend on you for support. The last part of my uh, fourth point strategy for um, caring for yourself during the COVID is definitely self-care. So uh, while I'm happy that, you know, 27% of people still responded and said that um, they were sleeping on time, I, I hope that at the end of this discussion, uh, that number will increase to much more because I want more of you to be able to sleep at least within half an hour or 45 minutes of your usual bedtime and wake up also at your usual waking up time. So yes, I understand with the lockdown and with timings being a little relaxed, you could go on a little more relaxed schedule, but try and have consistency in your sleep and waking up schedules. This is simply because our body has a circadian rhythm that it follows. And there is a chemical called melatonin that is secreted, which helps us sleep soundly. And there is a chemical called cortisol that is secreted in our body and which is uh, which peaks early in the morning at about 8 a.m. And it is very important that we maintain this circadian rhythm of our body so that when we come out of the lockdown, we are not stuck in a phase where we're struggling to come back to our routine. Okay? It's also important that you eat healthy during this period. Yes, sitting at home, getting ample opportunities to cook, I, I, I get that. I love cooking. So I've been experimenting with a variety of things and um, I, I love that. But what I also understand is that there has to be a balance between the uh, food that we eat and the binging that we do. So try and achieve a balance between the food uh, that you put in front of you every day and see how you can make every meal a healthy uh, option for you or Make sure that uh, there is a balance between the options that you choose. And please, please take care to hydrate yourself and make sure that you're drinking at least two to three liters of water every day because that's important for your body and for your mind to be functioning at its best. Uh, it's also important to have a physical activity routine and this can be anything that you like. It could be putting on your favorite YouTube videos and exercising to it. It could be putting on music and dancing. It could be you, uh, you know, making sure that you do a routine that involves some amount of cardio and some amount of training that helps you maintain physical activity. For those of you who are, uh, you know, sitting down to work, um, sitting down to study or, uh, you know, prepare for presentations, it would really help focus your mind if you do about 20 minutes of intensive cardio before you sit down because it really helps bring down those, you know, distracting thoughts and the um, restlessness that you're feeling and really calm down your body and help you focus on the task at hand. It is also a good strategy for those of you who have kids to get them to do a motor, you know, a motor activity which involves a lot of movement and uh, energy like jumping or skipping or, you know, doing jumping jacks, which would actually help them focus when you get them to do a sit down activity like coloring or doing worksheets or doing craft and art activities, which might help them settle. Okay. And Something that I'm seeing a lot on Instagram and uh, Facebook, people are reaching out for uh, the stash of liquor in their cabinets and, uh, you know, just chilling with a glass of wine or with their favorite whiskey and 
um i'm concerned that i'm going to see the rebound when the clinic opens so um so what i'm going to say is and i also see that somebody has put a question on whether you know you should drink and smoke during the lockdown to settle your anxiety so absolutely not i do not recommend you drinking or smoking during the lockdown to settle your anxiety if you are anxious it would really help to uh, follow some of the strategies that i've discussed but if it is getting too overwhelming i think you should reach out for help but if you choose to have a drink at the end of the day if you choose to you know, just unwind with uh, uh with your partner i think you should set a limit and i think you should uh limit your intake to less than uh one or two standard drinks per day because that is the permissible limit that we approve of medically but uh it is also necessary that you set an internal limit so that you don't go overboard during this time okay so what what are the warning signs and what are the dangers that you need to look out for so that you can uh you know deal with the concerns uh in a more uh constructive manner and so that you can reach out for help when it is necessary so uh what helps us decide whether or not we are dealing with a crisis in terms of whether or not a patient requires medications is biological changes so is the patient not uh, sleeping is there difficulty waking up on time or is is there a lot of sleep are you sleeping through the day and you are not able to wake up and motivate yourself to you know have the energy to work is there a lot of appetite changes are you eating too much are you eating too little are you experiencing a lack of energy are you seeing that you're not able to enjoy the activities that you would otherwise enjoy is there an extreme emotionality so yes we are seeing swings in moods we are seeing changes in behaviors but is it an extreme like for example is the trigger too small to warrant the aggression is the trigger too small to warrant the low mood is there too much of anxiety is there too much of withdrawal are you not reaching out to talk to people are you just not feeling like talking to anybody or are you just not feeling like logging into work every day or is even doing your routine chores in the house seeming to be quite a drag um are you using substances excessively are you drinking too much or are you smoking or smoking up too much is that a concern that you're facing these days is there a lot of inconsistency in your routine for example you say that i'm going to wake up tomorrow at 7 a.m and i'm going to exercise and you say this every day and you still aren't able to do it um that could point to a concern that you could be facing do you have difficulty focusing on tasks especially tasks related to work tasks related to studies are you finding it really difficult to switch on and switch off between your work times and your home times are you finding it difficult to limit your screen time are you having a lot of uh, negative thoughts even to the point of feeling like things are hopeless things are never going to improve things are going to be uh, really bad i've i've had a few friends who reached out to me and said that i don't know if our country is going to pick up in the next 6 months i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if people will come out of this soon and there is there is a lot of uh, hopelessness and despondency that is being spread around and are you also experiencing an extreme level of um, you know dip in your mood where you are beginning to think that i can't see the road ahead i think it would be better if you know things just ended it would be just much better if i weren't there anymore or even if uh, you know i could do something to end it all so suicidal thoughts death wishes could be warning signs of a crisis and these warning signs that i have highlighted i would like you to reach out to somebody there are mental health services available there are psychologists psychiatrists i am available on several uh, covid-19 mental helplines uh, i am also available online there are a lot of people who are reaching out and who are offering their services online it doesn't take a lot it just means that you have to pick up the phone and dial and uh, there are there is help available so i would like you to uh keep it in mind that these are the options that you have in case you are going through a crisis so i'm going to uh open the um, 
the webinar now for questions. And if anybody has any questions, so I'm going to um, start by answering the question. So the first question that has come up is, is it okay to say that uh, mindfulness is also um, grounding or earthing or connecting with nature? So yes, mindfulness involves grounding very strongly. And uh, it is important uh, for you to ground in the way that you feel most connected. So for me, usually grounding would have meant going out for a walk or going for a swim or, uh, you know, going into um, one of our uh, national parks for, a, you know, just a stroll. And uh, that would be one way of grounding for me and if you are somebody who loves grounding with nature that's one thing that you can do given the lockdown i understand that this could be uh, this could be a problem right now so um, what i am doing right now in terms of grounding is um, spending about half an hour to 45 minutes doing some high intensity cardio like skipping or sun salutations and then uh, spending my time um, engaging in something that is known as zentangling. And that's my way of grounding and practicing mindfulness. But um, I, I really think each one of us has our own individual ways of, uh, you know, working on our grounding. And this could be, if you don't have a grounding technique, this could be an excellent time to actually figure out what would work for you. So, um, yes, I think connecting with nature is one of the grounding techniques, but you'll have to get creative with that given the lockdown right now. Okay. In practice, how can we develop resilience techniques? So, uh, for me, resilience is more a way of life. It's, it's not about, um, you know, uh, developing something just in a crisis moment but developing a life skill and a lifestyle modification that you can implement for the rest of your life. So uh, while I understand that right now we have a lot of time on hand and we could probably use uh, some of the strategies that I discussed, we also need to look at the fact that in the longer term, once we get into our busy schedules, we might not be able to practice all of them. But we still need to learn to figure out techniques that work for us. Some of the strategies that I have shared could really help in building up your resilience. But um, one, one aspect of resilience requires you to um, self-introspect and look back on what you did that worked for you. And uh, what you could do is at the end of this entire lockdown period, or even while we're going through this lockdown period, just put down the strategies that worked for you and strategies that did not work. And as you go through this period, look at how you could build on them so that you could develop a stronger, resilient technique for yourself over the longer term. Okay, how can we eat healthy food if we don't have a budget? You don't need a budget to eat healthy food. Absolutely not. I mean, you could just look at options within the budget that you have. So um, I have a grocer and a vegetable vendor that's just below me. And um, some days he stocks fresh green leafy vegetables. And believe me, uh, he doesn't have kale and he doesn't have celery and he doesn't have lettuce. But he has what we get locally and it is amazing in a salad. So I don't think you need to have a budget. You just need to have you know, your eyes, ears open and look around you and you will definitely be able to look at healthier options to eat. There are a number of, um, you know, online resources that you could look at. Pinterest has a number of, uh, you know, uh, healthy food on a budget kind of uh, options. And uh, I think you would benefit if you look at that. So you can definitely uh, take a look there. What exercises should I have before sleeping and will it help me sleep soundly? What about food? So um, I'm going to talk in brief about the exercises that uh, you need to do. So there are two types of exercises, right? There are exercises that stimulate your body and mind and there are exercises that calm you down, okay? So you've got to figure what is the exercise that helps stimulate your body and what calms you down. Um, in certain cases, a high intensity workout would actually work towards uh, towards energizing you 
and um, actually alerting you more than calming your body down before sleep so i would not recommend a very high intensity cardio type of workout before sleep although i've had patients who've told me that they seem to enjoy that but on the whole i would definitely recommend that you do your cardio before you require to focus and before you require to keep your mind on the task um i also feel that uh, you could definitely look at exercises and a routine that would help with your bedtime so something like taking a warm bath something like you know relaxing with some um soft music or even for that matter a book that would help you settle down before bed but as experts we recommend that it is important that you shut down all activating processes for your brain at least 15 to 30 minutes before you actually intend to go to sleep so if your sleep time is 11 pm i would suggest that by 10:30 you need to have all activating um all activating um a uh, material or all activating stimuli away from you so that you are able to sleep so whether it's your phone your laptop your ipad it could be your um, uh, you know even a very like interesting book like a thriller which would be difficult to keep down or uh, music that would stimulate you all of this would need to be uh, put off and kept aside and uh, that would ensure that you have sound sleep yes you might still have difficulty sleeping for the first few days because you are used to a routine where you have been stimulating your mind to the extent that it just gives up and goes to sleep exhausted but um it is important that you reset that clock so that your body is able to understand that just like your laptop you need to shut down all the applications and then go to sleep okay and uh, when it comes to food please remember that uh, there's nothing like fresh so uh, with the lockdown uh, with the restrictions on travel with the restrictions on transport it is difficult to source fresh and fresh ingredients but look at what you can get within your neighborhood without risking your uh, safety and make sure that you eat uh, fresh healthy food daily is uh, how important is religious activity in covid pandemic to reduce stress anxiety or any psychological problems so almost about um, 30% to 50% of my patients are and this is in a country like india uh, are very strongly rooted in religious beliefs and um, it is one of their sources of uh, you know relief uh, when they reach out to their um religion or to their religious uh, text or to their religious uh, leaders for support during uh, crisis times a lot of religious leaders are reaching out to their population so it it really depends on how much of a believer you are it would totally depend on um how much of grounding you have in uh religion and faith and uh, it it need not even be in a specific religion it could even be in uh, your belief system or your faith and even that is sufficient to reduce your stress or anxiety because every religion or every um um sort of faith system has its roots in very sensible logical um uh, very humane practices so it is important to uh, go back to these in moments of crisis if this is something that relieves you but if this is something that you are trying out for the first time <laughs> i think you need to you know do a little bit more research and figure out whether this is the way you want to go uh is cabin fever really true if yes how can it be avoided uh yes we are getting a lot of patients with the concern related to cabin fever and um i think you have only your own safety in your hands so you need to make sure that you are following all the precautions you need to make sure that people around you are following precautions and uh, as of now maintaining the rules of social distancing and uh, you know lockdown quarantine uh, guidelines that have been recommended by your government would be the best way to avoid it uh so there's a question on how to practice mindfulness in our daily life and because i have already answered this i am going to go on to the next question because we have a number of questions that i still have to answer 
so uh, what activities should we do during this uh, pandemic to ease anxiety and stress something that would involve our friends and coworkers if possible i'm glad you asked this question this is such a nice question so um, you could do number of activities and there are a lot of online resources that are available that uh, could actually um, uh, help you in uh, dealing with this pandemic with your friends and coworkers there are a number of applications that you could use uh, like there's something called house party that a few of my friends i i don't know how safe it is but i'm i'm just talking about what i've seen on social media we've done a number of birthday parties on zoom we've done a number of uh, you know uh, family get togethers on zoom um a number of uh, colleagues of mine have uh, gotten together to conduct uh, meditative art sessions online and that's been amazing uh, we've also done some uh, team building group games on uh, zoom which was fun uh, there was a uh, you know scavenger hunt that we did that was really fun so uh, you need to really look at uh, activities that you could uh, find engaging and it 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 would need to come uh, you know under the broad category of uh, whether it's physical activity whether it's something with art and craft whether it's something that is mindfulness based meditative or whether it is something that is self developmental even doing uh, something uh, like learning something new because a number of courses are being offered online and you could look at doing something new that could help ease the anxiety and stress so um i move on to the next question which is the best option for self care uh yes so uh the first thing about self care is that you need to absolutely first and foremost keep time aside for yourself and it is difficult i i am uh, one of those people who would wake up early because i had to send my kids to school early in the morning and i would get like an hour an hour and a half while my husband was still sleeping and while i was you know just sitting alone with my cup of coffee just thinking about what would happen in the day and just you know maybe doing some art or maybe exercising maybe listening to my favorite songs and i really miss that now because that was a time that i considered very sacred and very special for me but uh, that's that's not possible now and um, also my husband and i would do uh, date nights where we would go out once a week and we can't do that anymore uh, even though both of us have permission so we do our dates after the kids have gone to sleep and you know we spend time uh, talking or maybe catching up on a tv series that we wanted to watch or maybe looking at something that uh we wanted to do together and sometimes exercising together and that is also good so you need to look at what option you like for yourself and uh work with that in terms of your self care but it needs to be something that you enjoy and please do not feel guilty about it please do not worry about the fact that your family is there and people are there you remember you can only care for them when you have taken care of yourself so the first thing that you need to do is make time for yourself and keep that aside as self care okay um do you feel that sleeping late nowadays is a disorder or relaxation i feel if it extends beyond 2 weeks it's something to be worried about even if it is relaxing i think it is something that you need to be worried about so you need to take a look at that and see whether the sleeping late is because of a bad um a uh, bad habit that you are developing or whether it is because it is something that uh, you know you feel that um, is part of this new uh, lifestyle that we are dealing with right now and whether it will come back to normal but understand that if it becomes a routine it will be that much difficult to break it later so it would be far healthier to establish a more um, you know long term pattern right now uh what is the best thing to do if uh, a neighbor got infected by the virus so um yeah so this is happening a lot in the nearby uh, in our vicinity although we have not seen any cases in our building and in the surrounding buildings but a number of uh, uh cases have been reported across our city and uh, so uh, what you need to remember is that uh, the biggest and the most important factor for the virus to spread is droplet infection and contact okay so you have to make sure that you are not 
going out without protection for yourself in terms of a face mask as well as any other means of protection like for example if you go out and you are exposed to uh, the environment for a period of time you need to come back and make sure that you discard the clothes into the wash and take a bath this is something that you can make sure uh, this is something through which you can make sure that you do not spread the infection on to others uh the other thing is that the best way to protect yourself from the droplet infection is to use a mask at all times whenever you go out so that is something that you can do you need to remember that this is in your control yeah and you need to keep reminding yourself that that this is the factor uh that is in my control and i'm going to focus on that and i'm going to do that there is no guarantee that i will not catch the virus but if i do this the likelihood of me catching the virus is far lesser than if i go out without protection so i do that and i do what is in my control and at the moment as long as i am not detected with the virus or as long as i have no symptoms i need to remember that this is the best that i can do okay mm, i'm currently 7 months pregnant and my anxiety is over the top especially thinking about giving birth in the midst of this crisis as a result i have very disturbed sleep since the lockdown i am so sorry to hear that um so uh i i see that this can be an absolutely stressful time for you because um this is concerning uh when you are going through something uh that is probably the most uh you know one of the most beautiful things that's happening to you and right in the middle of a crisis that the entire world is facing so uh, what i would definitely recommend is that uh you need to keep reminding yourself that uh in all the hospitals there are a lot of safety precautions that are being taken there are a lot of um um uh guidelines that are being followed and specific guidelines that have been put across for uh healthcare professionals to make sure that the virus is contained if it is um it detected in their hospital and if not to make sure that uh, patients are screened as well as given the right care that they need if uh, they are not suffering from the virus so you need to remember that your gynecologist your the hospital that you've registered at is going to do their best to make sure that you are taken care of you need to also remember that um this time is probably one of the most um you know uh, the most free time that you are going to get before you have the baby because once the baby comes you're going to be busy so you need to make sure that you structure into your day activities that you really enjoy so whether it is um something that calms you down in the form of a physical exercise or whether it is something that calms you down in the form of music or art or even scheduling uh, you know meetings with friends that uh, could help relax you during this time that could be something that uh, relieves your anxiety uh, if not i think you should reach out to your healthcare provider and uh, tell them that you're going through anxiety because they could probably put you in touch with um, an online therapist who would be able to help you with strategies that would be tailor made for you and uh, i would also recommend that you check with your uh, gynac about the exercises that you can do during this time because 7 months means you're well into the third trimester and you will need to take care to make sure that you don't um, do any exercises that would uh, potentially trigger any uh, early labor pains all right so all the best i hope i hope you get through this uh, with a little lesser anxiety than you've been experiencing in these days the sleep disturbance uh, although pregnancy can cause a lot of sleep disturbance by itself um, i think the lockdown and the crisis that we're going through is adding to the sleep disturbance so i would definitely recommend uh, that you talk to your gynec about it because uh, this is something that um, you need to uh, discuss with your gynecologist and you could also look up uh, sleep hygiene techniques online which would help with uh, improving your sleep pattern so for example uh, you could look at ensuring that you take um, do a relaxing activity like a warm water bath and you could look at adding some sort of uh, fragrance to the bath water which could help uh, you know relax you uh, during the bath period 
you could also look at just switching off from uh, you know everybody around you for a while and spending that time just you know maybe with your earphones on listening to something that uh, you enjoy that could help relax you and this could be something that you do just before bedtime okay uh in a workforce which has a lot of millennials many of them don't believe in a lot of the emotional support activities that we have put in place but we see that they are having some of the warning signs how can we convince millennials of the importance of this so uh i do not think you can convince people who are not ready to reach out for help that is one of the biggest lessons that i've had in mental health i cannot sit and say that oh you need help you need to reach out that doesn't work at all people need to be given the space to reach out when they feel safe and ready to reach out what we can do is put it out there what we can do is put information put support services put uh, you know infographics emails maybe uh, webinars and presentations like this which can help people understand that there is help available and they can reach out if and when they need the help so uh, it is very important that you don't focus on trying to convince people but you focus on putting information that might help somebody you never know what helps whom when so just go out there and do what you can for your employees from your uh, for your workforce because you have to remember that what is in your control is putting out information how they take it and how they respond to it is completely on them you could also look at putting it out in a, a manner that is appealing but that is already being done in a lot of uh, social media uh, forums okay so we have another question about mindfulness before that i'm going to go down to elderly parents who uh, who are panicking so yes uh, a lot of us have parents and uh, family members who are panicking we have kids who we are panicking about that oh my god i hope they don't catch the infection so uh, it is important to have a, a honest open discussion with your elderly parents it is important to tell them that you are there you are ready to support them and that you are looking and watching out for all the warning signs in them you have to also tell them that you are taking all precautions whenever you step out to make sure that they are not uh, struggling with the um, any um you know so that they don't so that you don't come back and transmit the virus to them but you are also making sure that uh, you are stepping out to address their basic needs and necessities like groceries and medications which they may require it could help if you could get them to establish a routine you know they were used to a routine and they are completely off their routine right now because all of you are at home and it is very difficult for them to get back to their get back to their routine so you could probably help them establish a new routine which is like a covid-19 routine which could involve some amount of uh, you know light physical exercises in the morning maybe a cup of tea and breakfast with the whole family and then you could probably add a you know session where all of you get together and play some game together like uh, i don't know snakes and ladders carrom whatever whatever it is that you have available at home that could help them or even chess or whatever it is and uh, tell them that you know this is what we're in but we're in this together and the good thing is that we're together uh, and we can get through this if they're staying away from you please make sure that you check in with them and you schedule time to do things that are not check in but just fun activities with them so that you could just relax and uh, you know have a chat maybe an online chat over a cup of coffee that they would enjoy so you could definitely do things like this Hmm. Ideas for mindfulness for kids below ten. So uh, I see that there are a lot more questions to be answered. Motomi, are we running yeah. out of time? Because it's uh, I I think it's really kind of you to go through the questions one by one. But I still see questions coming in. So yeah. I would I can also potentially suggest that we can do these as a form of follow up uh, for the article that we will post on bisquid dot com. Then you can take your time, you know, to address them individually. Sure. I'll do yeah. that. I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much, you know, Dr. Melona for taking the time. But um yeah. just uh just as we wrap up the the webinar session, I'd like to inform everyone that Dr. Melona has actually allocated time uh for two more sessions with us to address uh relationships during the pandemic as well as the day after. So the future for us after the pandemic. So stay tuned on the dates um on discord.com. 
And subsequently, um, just uh, want to uh, you know address this again. So if any one of you uh, were missed out during the earlier session, do feel free to contact us at hello.com.org uh, or to me, uh, myoung at dscoop.org for any questions or any comments. And just before you close the screen, you would notice that there's a short survey uh, of three questions. We want to know what you think of the session today uh, and what kind of content or topics you're interested in so that we can look at you know, improving our subsequent um, webinars and activities like that. So um, anything else from you, Dr. Wilona? No, that'll be all. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, Motumi. Thank you so much, you know, for your generosity and taking time off to help our members here. So have a, a good day, everyone. Thank you.